This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What is up, all of our liberty-loving friends? This is a special episode of Dumb Bleep of the Year. This is one of our recap episodes for the uh, the voting for Dumb Bleep of the Year. So we're going to be covering each month, and then the winners of each month will go into a quarterly semifinal, and then we'll bring that into the final four. And of course, the live group, the Fed Haters Club, will be voting on what's going to win Dumb Bleep of the Year. The winner will get a trophy that says that they won Dumb Bleep of the Year. And the person who submitted that specific Dumb Bleep in the live group, or it could be on Twitter, or it could just be me, will get a trophy to put on their mantle at home. So let's get in to Dumb Bleep of the Year. So number two is going to be the, the great backtracking. Uh, right now, we've got three different individuals, so we'll have to roll through them pretty quick. We've science? Got, uh, we've got Fauci, uh, Randy Weingarten, and Justin Trudeau all working on backtracking lately and like saying... silently? Like, no, they're, I mean, they're out there saying, I didn't do that. Like, Trudeau's like, well, I never forced anyone to get vaccinated. And Weingarten's like, I didn't want the schools to be closed. <laughs> and Fauci's like, well, I didn't, you know, show me one school that I shut down. You know, I didn't do it. I didn't do anything about that. I have nothing to do about it. I saw a new Babylon Bee article saying that um, it said something about uh, Dr. Fauci says that he wasn't responsible for shutting down any schools. And also he's never heard of COVID. It's <laughs> 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 pretty good. Pretty good article headline. <laughs> Define COVID. So Fauci in this New York Times piece, uh, a couple things. Now, I know the big thing that people have been talking about is what he said about masking. He said that. At a population level, masking doesn't work. It like reduces transmission by about 10%, which is essentially nothing when you're uh, talking about a virus like this. But he did say, the reason I don't think it's the bombshell quote everyone thinks it is, is because he does say that on the individual level, the masking does help and it does protect you, but the population just is not going to get it right. It doesn't do anything. Um, And that's mainly because they don't wear masks, right? Yes. They pull them down to talk. They're just not going to. Yeah. So, uh, it, one of these quotes here, when we're talking about the economy. Now, if everyone remembers right, I know this was such a long time ago, but do you remember how you were choosing profits over people? You remember that back when, when you wanted to keep the economy open, stuff like that? Um, so we're, we're talking about the economy here. Fauci says, certainly there could have been a better understanding of why people were emphasizing the economy. But when people say Fauci shut down the economy, it wasn't Fauci. Oh, God, the third person stuff. (laughs) Jeez. The CDC was the organization that made those recommendations. I happen to be perceived as the personification of the recommendations. I don't know. Maybe it's because your full-time job was out out there propagandizing the people, you know, on behalf of the government. Also, wasn't it your emails? mm -hmm. Going back and forth with other folks at the FDA like, and CDC. To and pretend that he had nothing to do with this. Right. 
Now, now he can. He's got the the ability to deny this because he actually was not in a position of power to make those decisions and and make those decrees. But to pretend like he wasn't out there saying that this is what we needed to do He's, and that people weren't like uh, he didn't know that people were listening to him and that he was directing public opinion and that the public opinion is important because the government slightly cares what the public thinks and that he was out there doing the work of all of these people in order to get the people behind actually locking down all yeah. of these places. He knows that that's what he was doing. So he's gaslighting about his influence. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. I happen to be perceived as a personification of the recommendations, but show... Uh, that's because you are. Because you <laughs> were literally out... Yes. But show me a school that I shut down and show me a factory that I shut down. Never. I never did. I gave a public health recommendation that echoed the CDC's recommendation and people made a decision based on that, but I never criticized the people who had to make the decisions one way or the other. This lack of accountability yeah. is so infuriating. It's so infuriating. Let me see. I certainly think things could have been done differently and better on both sides. I mean, anybody who thinks that what we or anybody else said was perfect is not looking at reality. Nothing was done perfectly. But what I can say is that at least to my perception, the my emphasis, truth. Yes. My truth is the emphasis strictly on the science and public health. That is what public health people should do. Or that is what public health people should do. I'm not an economist. The CDC and prevention, this, the CDC uh, is not an economic organization. So what infuriates me about this one <clears throat> is back in that time of you're putting profits over people, we were listening to what people like Fauci or people from the CDC were saying it was mainly Fauci, and they would come out there, come out here and say, this is what we need to do. We need to shut this stuff down. And anytime you would make an economic argument then people would say, oh, you don't care about the science. You don't care about what Fauci's out there saying. You put profits over people. You want, you to, you want people to die. And now Fauci himself... Even if you questioned <clears throat> it, yeah. by the way, if you, if, if you just brought a question that said, hey, there's more than one way people die, and maybe we should take a bunch of different opinions into <clears throat> consideration before we just make emotional decisions. Yeah. That was wrong. You couldn't even question it. And so now we've got the American Federation of Teachers president. This is all still number two. We have nine officially today. Uh, American Federation of Teachers president Randy Weingarten. And we will play a video from her. If you will remember uh, properly, in fact, well, we'll play a few videos because she is gaslighting the mother F out of everyone right now. Here we go. Uh, I'm sorry, Congressman Raskin. I'm just, we spent every day from February on, trying to get schools open, we knew that remote education was not a substitute for opening schools, but we also knew that people had to be safe. And maybe it's because I live in New York City, I live near a hospital. Every other minute there was an ambulance. There was terror. Our members were terrified, others were terrified. And what we were simply looking for was clear scientific guidance. And when we couldn't get it, we did it ourselves. And we worked with doctors and we worked with others and we just tried to get it out there. Okay, now, I'm sorry. <laughs> I made an emotional decision and now I can't take accountability for it. Yeah, so the, uh, the crazy part about this let me make sure I go to the right the right thing. Yeah, she is actually able to annoyingly back this up 
And let me show you, let me show you how this worked. I'll play what she put out, which she then locked responses to, by the way. Uh, and, and even there's a, uh, let me see if I can find it. There's a community notes on here. She posts out here saying Republicans on the House COVID subcommittee want you to think I wanted to keep schools closed. Here's what I actually said over and over again. And there's going to be a bunch of clips of her saying that we needed to open schools. Everyone get mentally prepared for that, because from very early on, she was out there saying that uh, that remote learning is not the same and that we need to get people back in school. She was, in fact, out there saying that uh, we will we will get to the contradiction uh, afterwards. We want to go back to in school. We need to actually get back to in-person learning. I am a big believer so that we have 5th, to reopen safely and carefully. If you hear June the 28th, my voice, mm -hmm, I do. we put out a plan at the end of April. The teachers want it. 76% of teachers say they're in for um, going to school because teachers want to teach kids. They want to go back to school. Yeah. They know that it's important for kids. We want schools to reopen. We know in-school learning is better than remote. We've been trying to get kids back into school throughout the country. and we. Okay. This is where things like this become infuriating to me uh, because she was essentially out there holding people for ransom. She. This is the interesting part. She wants schools to reopen, right? And she's the, the president of the teachers union. Okay, so she's out there telling people, we want schools to open. So give us $300 billion and make sure that there's brand new ventilation put in every single school and make sure that everyone is able to keep six feet of social distance and make sure that if there is any type of community spread that the school can shut down immediately and make sure that all of these things are in there. We want schools to open. Extortion. And yes, thank you, extortion. <laughs> and so she sets up this impossible standard that people can't follow and then goes out there and says, hey, I'm the one that wants schools to open. So if you want schools to open, all you got to do is do this. And if you don't do this, then you don't want schools to open. I do. It's, <laughs> and so now she's able to play all of these things. Yeah. It's, uh, whew, whew, it's infuriating. I'll tell you what, uh, this is from July, Teachers Union consider strike over school reopenings. <laughs> uh, there's plenty of things like this. Uh, teacher in chief, we have to trust experts, scientists to safely reopen our schools. That's in August of 2020. Uh, reckless, callous, and cruel teacher's chief denounces Trump plan to reopen schools. Uh, that was from The Guardian. And so essentially, like you said, she was trying to extort people on behalf of the teachers. We need to raise all the teachers' pay by X amount of percent. They have budget plans out there that were like $280 billion in additional funding uh, to do all of these COVID revamps to all of the schools and, or they couldn't go back to any of the schools. And so, yeah, sure, she wanted them to reopen under her conditions. Mm -hmm. It's... It's impressive. It is impressive. It's impressive. You got to hand it to her. <laughs> Don't act like you're not impressed. Okay. And what's weird is she, it's almost like she set all this up knowing there was going to be backlash later. So she made sure to say like, we want to open the schools. Yeah. So that she could have that clip. Exactly. There. Uh, here's Justin Trudeau talking about vaccines. I think I can skip ahead a little bit in this if I remember correctly. There may be all sorts of different reasons why someone is hesitant to get vaccinated. This is recently. But I make a distinction, and I have always have, between someone choosing for personal reasons 
to choose not to get vaccinated and someone deliberately using misinformation to mislead and scare other people with so-called facts that aren't facts at all that lead them to make a choice that endangers their lives and the lives of other citizens. So as Prime Minister, through the greatest public health crisis that we've faced in a hundred years in this country, since the Spanish flu, my responsibility was to keep as many Canadians alive as possible. And all of the scientists and the medical experts and the researchers, not just in Canada, but around the world, understood that vaccination was going to be the way through this. And therefore, while not forcing anyone to get vaccinated, I chose to make sure that all the incentives and all the protections were there to encourage Canadians to get vaccinated. And that's exactly so I, <clears throat> I didn't force you. No, I just wouldn't let you do anything else. And that—that's the other thing. Like he's <laughs> able to—he's able to deny some type of accusation that he forced people to get vaccinated. It's just you weren't able to travel. You couldn't even leave the country. Yeah. Uh, you and you couldn't work. Yeah. And and so, it's like imagine. So, <clears throat> think of this in another scenario that makes it even more egregious, in my opinion. Imagine Trudeau kidnapped a woman <laughs> and kept her locked in his basement. It looks like something he would do. Um, does I don't know. Like that, Allegedly. Yeah. I, I'm not making any claims. He didn't say he has done it. No, he just said that he looks, looks like, like a guy who would do that. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, he didn't ever rape her, <laughs> but he wouldn't let her go outside unless she had sex with him. Yeah. But I didn't force her to have sex with me. <laughs> I would never do such a thing. But no, I wouldn't let her leave the basement unless she went outside. It's, that's, that's the same principle, right? It's like, okay, I didn't force anyone to take a vaccine, but you couldn't be a human being unless yeah. you took it. You couldn't travel, couldn't eat in restaurants, couldn't go to the grocery store, couldn't walk down the street, couldn't do anything, couldn't be a human being. Everyone's heard all the clips. There's a nice thread here of tons of clips of Trudeau talking about conse the consequences for not getting vaccinated and uh, all the you know, basically all your rights that you would lose if you That's, didn't get yeah, vaccinated. They, you're right. They, so, they wouldn't allow people to go to funerals. You, they told you that you were killing your grandma. They yep. All kinds of things. The United States is the same way. It's like, okay, we didn't force people to get vaccinated. However, we severely restricted your rights as a human being. So that's number two, the great backtracking of some of our COVID leaders. And you know what? Wouldn't you just respect them more if they came out and said, yeah, this is what we did. Yeah. We did it to save people's lives, damn it. 100%. That's why we did this, and it was the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. Like, why not just back up your position? It's right. so annoying to me. And you could also say, like, hey, I was wrong. At the time, I was trying to do the best I could do with the information that I had. Looking back on it, it obviously wasn't the right decision. I don't want to make this mistake in the future. You know, we need to learn from these mistakes. Take some accountability. Like, as human beings, you're allowed to make mistakes. It's the it's when you don't take accountability and want to be better in the future and you just want to be so defensive over your position as if I'm not wrong, you know? Like, 
take accountability for what happened and then be like, let's not make this mistake again. And we can all be decent people. And then that would go over much better. It's like, I always bring up the story of the, um, you know, the CEO of Domino's who came in and I think when he came in, Domino's stock was at like less than $2 a share. They were failing miserably, about to go bankrupt. Oh, crap. How's this trade going? Dang the it. first thing that this guy did, I can't wish I remembered his name. Oh, sweet. The first thing he did was he came out and, and took accountability for how terrible Domino's was. Yeah. And he said, our, our dough is terrible. The ingredients are terrible. Our service is terrible. We're not clean. All you, of these things. And then he, what did he do? Took responsibility for it and said, hey, we're going to clean up all these mistakes. He did. Domino's became one of the fastest growing old chains out there. And now I think their stock's up at $400, $500 See, a share. The, that's the difference in incentives. In the free market, the businesses have to do this. They can't say, oh, we didn't do anything wrong. Screw you. Because they've got competition. The governments don't have any competition. Like, uh, I don't have it pulled up over. Copperhead just said uh, the governments don't have, uh, the governments can't go out of business. And so when you are a government, you cannot admit that you are wrong because that means I've, I've gone through this a billion times. You can't admit that you're wrong because that means that you can be wrong, which means that people can question your authority because they know that there's a possibility you could be wrong. Therefore, you can never admit that you were wrong when it comes to something because that will undermine all of your power. All right. That was also, only number two. It's 1214. Also, you notice that people who tilt towards narcissism take these positions of power. Of course. <laughs> That's well, they, they're the, the ones that make it because it takes those traits to get to those places. And the people that aren't narcissistic or psycho, psychopaths or anything like that, uh, they, they don't make it to those places. Very rare that like a good person makes it to that position yeah. because a bad person did things that bad people would do to get past all of the good people. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with... Uh, with, uh, I don't know. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, have you been spending a lot of time and money filing your taxes? You're not alone. The process takes Americans on average, an average of 13 hours and $200. And here's a big reason why. <laughs> you won't believe this reason, folks. Corporate greed. If only we knew. Are you upset at tax time, Charlie? Well, you should be. You know why? Corporate greed. <laughs> Giant tax prep, prep companies looking at you, TurboTax, which, by the way, TurboTax like streamlined the, the actual process by creating the software you could use. Line their pockets by lobbying to keep tax filing an expensive hassle even though the IRS already has a bunch of the data it needs from filers. But it doesn't have to be this way. So by yeah. the, so there's a few things. Hey, now look, if she is able to reduce the burden of filing taxes and figuring all that out and makes it simple, that's a step in the right direction. Um, one problem with this, Democrats passed funding that brings us closer to free the funding was like $80 billion that brings us closer to free streamlined federal tax filing. Now, how would they do that, Charlie? They're going to get their hands on all of your data. Right. Every single yeah. thing. Okay. Probably even your text messages and everything. And so if you don't like that idea, use the Converso app mm -hmm. and you can text us at 555-184-3042.
about how great that advertisement was. The other thing is, have you been spending a lot of time and money filing your taxes? You're not alone. The process takes Americans an average of 13 hours and $200. Filing your taxes costs you $200. You know what else costs you money? The taxes. The taxes <laughs> cost you money. That you're forced to do. Oh, God. So who's actually the greedy one? Not the person that you have to pay to make sure that you pay the proper amount of money or they'll put you in prison. It's the uh, people who help streamline the process for you. And what she's saying is that TurboTax actually helped create our complicated tax system. And our just so you know, the U.S. foster it. The U.S. federal government's tax system, the way that the biggest corporation in the history of the entire world collects its money and the, the book of ways that they do it has been dictated by... Come on, man. So this new Kansas anti-trans law, the talking point going around, tons of news articles talking about how it's going to be genital inspections of children to prove uh, whether or not they are male or female so they can be assigned the proper sports team if they want to play sports. That's what this actually revolves around. Even Snopes said that that was not true. Meanwhile, BuzzFeed News reported that Rep. Barb Wassinger, who introduced the bill in early 2023, was asked to explain how the officials at schools would determine whether a student is trans or cisgender under the bill's guidelines. She said that would happen during a student-athlete's sports physical. Quote, right now, every child enrolled in school has to have a valid birth certificate to attend. A spokesperson said, every child in Kansas who plays school sports is required to get a sports physical. You know what happens at a sports physical? They look at your genitals. Mm -hmm. Basically, Charlie, this is being, I mean, you search this. Search Kansas genital inspections. And just pages full of left-wing news outlets talking about how this new anti-trans law is going to lead to genital inspections of children to determine whether or not they are male or female. Now we're going to use the existing... They're literally, they already have to do it. This is just for sports. Yeah. And you already have to do the physical. Okay. Um, hang on. Uh, sorry. Oh. Do you want to, you want to double team this one or how do you want to do? Okay. So from Sarah Jones in New York magazine, the parental rights movement actively threatens the safety and well-being of children and, by extension, democracy itself. Jesus. These people. And this is a real I, article. And I am going to say these people. Mm. I'm, I'm so tired of it. And you're not going to say who these people are. They can self-identify as people who agree with what this dumb bitch is saying in this article. Oh, my okay? God. The, the real threat is you, Sarah. <laughs> And everyone who thinks like you do. Okay, uh, let's let's go through some of this. Children are not property. In New York Magazine, starts with a quote from the book of Proverbs. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. To certain right-wing Christians, the concept is simple. A child can be broken or stamped into shape much like any domesticated animal. Though all parents hope they'll pass their values onto their children, for some that hope is more of a mandate. Authoritarianism is gospel to modern conservatives. Mm. Nowhere is that clearer than in their assaults on the children. 
The architects of state bans on gender-affirming care for minors say, falsely, that children are at risk from predatory physicians and activists. A gender cult destroys families, claimed conservative commentator Matt Walsh. The real sin isn't that trans youth will suffer, but that the parental grip might loosen from these tyrannical authoritarian parents. If you don't turn your children over to us Mm -hmm. to mutilate their genitals... Then that's the uh, that's the crime. That's the authoritarianism. Yeah, and actually, it's the fact that parents want to teach their kids or even control their kids at all. It's this idea that you should even try to control your children. That is inherent for the authoritarian right. Bailey said, "Are we going to have to start losing our kids in boating accidents along with our firearms?" <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's possible to draw a line. Now, uh, she goes on talking for a little bit about some of the recent child labor law bills in certain states. We haven't talked about those at all, but I guess making it possible for younger uh, teens to work at some places. I really haven't looked into it that much. It's possible to draw a line between the push for child labor and the rights attacks on trans children. In each case, conservatives betray a conviction that a child is the property of parents. Because parents own their children, they can dispose of the child as they see fit. They can deny them the evidence-based medical care. They can put a child to work. They can make sure a child is sheltered from the dangers of a serious education. When a child goes hungry, that's because a parent isn't caring for their property. And what a person does with their property is their right. Jesus. Like any piece of property a child has value to conservative activists, they are key to a future the conservatives want to win. Parental rights are merely one path to the total capture of state power and the imposition of authoritarian hierarchy on us all. (laughs) Now, Now, well, go ahead. Are children property for the parents? No. I don't think so either. I think it's, uh, I think children are. A responsibility for parents, for the person that brings them into the world. It's different from your normal property rights. Uh, for instance, you know, I own this mouse. Not a mouse. Calm down, rat lady. <laughs> it's not a real mouse. It's like mouse. computer mouse. Okay? <laughs> We're outside of your jurisdiction right now. Okay? You're not coming for me. <laughs> I, own, I own this mouse. I don't want to make it. I own this hat. Okay? This is my property. Right here. Now, I can choose to wear it and I can be all kind with it. You know, I can play with it and caress it, you know? Or you can set it Or I fire. can look at it and I can see it's a cowboy's hat. And I can take it and rip it up and throw it down on the ground and destroy it. Set it on fire. And later I can be like, oh, what happened to my hat? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now that's what I can do with property. When it comes to a person and whether or not they are your property, even if it is your child that you reared (laughs) bear (laughs) bore onto the world uh okay it's your responsibility as a parent but you can't treat them like you would normal property that is where and what dan makes the distinction here he says you own the responsibility to raise your children yes that is your property that is your intellectual your moral you know that property that that you have uh that It is your responsibility to take care of the child. Now, even as libertarians and some people anarchists or whatever, I do think 
that if a parent is going to harm their children, that someone has the right to come in and protect that child from harm. Okay? And so that's where this whole thing gets really, really fuzzy. Uh, do you want to go on with the state laws passed by conservative Republicans? Well, I wanted to say real quick that she makes a lot of false statements here, which is they can deny them evidence-based medical care. Yeah. The evidence-based, especially for trans care, because that's what she's going to go into here, by the way, is so far-fetched that it's disgusting. Mm -hmm. And for mm -hmm. them to say, well, look at the research. The research is that they point to is not science at all. It's completely made up, basically. And um, they're using it as their gospel to say, yeah. if you deny a trans kid their right, or not even if you deny, if you don't affirm mm. the feelings of your child, you're denying them evidence-based care. Which is completely a, which is a completely false choice to begin with, now, because there is no evidence-based medical care for mutilating the genitals of a child. The only evidence base they have are some studies <laughs> that that explicitly followed uh, people who went through transitioning for twelve months during the process of when they started it and after after they did it, and they followed people for twelve months, and they showed that the. Uh, the suicidal ideation dropped by, I don't know, like 70% or something like that, I think is the number. Uh, during those 12 months when you got what you wanted, what you felt like you wanted, you got affirmed, you got to go through this process. Now, it doesn't you follow receiving for... receiving all the validation. Yes. It doesn't follow for after that, for later in life when you realize that you can't have any sexual pleasure or that you maybe made a bad decision and you should have just gotten a butterfly tattoo on your foot or something like that, you know. And and so, no offense, okay, to anyone. I think they're great. I love butterflies, yeah. okay? I just don't like feet. That's why I said that. Yeah. State laws passed by conservative Republicans have made LGBTQ children, in particular, more vulnerable to abuse at home by practically requiring schools to out them to their parents. The denial of gender-affirming care is another act of violence. Yep. Far-right activists invent tales of wanton surgeries on minors and irreversible hormonal treatments. Those are not tales, by the way. Yeah, now they... You know, it's tough to tell exactly what people are doing, but they're not running around... First off, they're not running around like cutting the penises off of a seven-year-old or anything like that, okay? They will do these top surgeries, as everyone's becoming accustomed to now, I guess, these top surgeries on younger teen girls. The, they'll do things like that. And they will do hormone therapy, which interrupts your development, messes up your development, causes problems for the rest of your life uh, afterwards. Uh, so It's also uh, being linked to cancer. Yeah, there's... And all kinds of things. Yeah. Um. So, in doing so, they obscure the high suicide rate among LGBT youth who need gender-affirming care as a matter of life or death. What about the suicide rate of those who have transitioned later on in life? We don't want to talk about those, do we? No. Well, that's just because of society in general. Yeah. Probably. In the home and at school, children must also fear gun violence in the name of the Second Amendment. Adults who encourage the 
proliferation of guns do so knowing well that children will die. In their hierarchy, the adult right to a gun is worth more than the child's right to live. Reduced to the level of a, coll- a collectible or beloved or a beloved pet, the child is not a person to the right. <sighs> See why we did the rap video before this one? Yeah. You know? Only the unborn are spared the right's cruelty. Conservatives claim personhood for the fetus who cannot disobey, disobey or requires nothing but a womb. Whereas once a child is born, they're totally fine with crushing up the child and cutting its head off and like sending it through a tube. Totally fine with that. Yeah. It's only like in the womb that they try to protect the child from that kind of thing. Yeah, afterwards you know? they, yeah. <laughs> Okay, just making sure. Afterwards, they're fine with chopping the child up. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no problem. Not taking care of them or anything. No problem at all. That was sarcasm. But, okay, yeah. Uh, sarcasm. The fetus is more valuable than the child because the fetus is a means to an end. The subjugation of women. <sighs> the problem is people like this, I think, really believe this. And I, I, I laugh because it's so sad that Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do about it because I'm like, I feel badly for you. Honestly, I am sorry that she feels this way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Once born, a child's value depreciates the parental right to train. The child takes precedence over the child's basic rights. There are ways to circumvent a child's established right to an education, as conservatives know. Homeschooling laws are so lax in the U.S. that thousands of children have essentially disappeared into an academic void. As as opposed to the government-run schools that are just do an amazing job with everyone. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Even if a child goes to public school, chronic underfunding deprives many children, especially in poor areas, of a sound education. In much, of the con- in much of the country, trans youth aren't treated like people with medical needs, but political targets. This is ownership, and the U.S. rarely interferes. There is one exception to the right's belief in absolute parental rule. Trans-affirming parents. A defiant parent is a threat to the right. They've stepped out of place and must be subdued. No, ma'am, you have stepped out of place and you must be subdued. I'm no longer participating in this delusion that, like, do you know how different men and women are? I do. By the way. Yeah. It's not, at a chromosomal level, right, it's not just that it's in your DNA and then that leads to women having breasts and a vagina and uh, a uterus and men having uh, testicles and a penis and no breasts, that's not the well, only cases. things that separate men and women. Did you know almost every single one of your cells in your body is either male or female? Okay. Do you know that women, a woman's heart is made up of female heart cells <laughs> that actually <clears throat> suffer from different arrhythmia and things than, <coughs> Charlie's than, a, going down. than a male's doves? And that goes for literally every cell in your body, just about. There are some that aren't that way, 
But the majority of your cells that have a nucleus, which almost all of them do, um, are literally male or female. The reality of gender affirming care is a that's all delusional. And we're going to call it what it is. It's um, <clears throat> it's psychotic. It's mutilation. It's abuse. Yeah. Uh, is what it is. Um, I, when they talk about this, uh, there is one exception to the rights belief in absolute parental rule, trans affirming parents. There are other exceptions, by the way, and it would be anyone else who tries to physically harm their child. Uh, you know, you're beating the crap out of your child. You stab your child with a knife. You know, you shoot them, do something like that. In fact, even people on the right would believe that those parents should lose the rights to their child or that they shouldn't be able to harm their child also. If you're an alcoholic or drug addict. All kinds of stuff. Yeah. And so, no, it's not the one exception being parents who want to affirm their trans kid. It's actually anyone who is abusive to their children. Okay? All right, next thing. A defi- what, and did follows you that, that up by <clears throat> saying they've stepped out of place and must be subdued. And that's where I was like, no, ma'am, you have <laughs> stepped out of place. In this perspective, rights aren't innate. They're determined instead by a person's place in the conservative hierarchy. The opposite view, the correct one, the one that she holds, that everyone has rights by the virtue of their humanity. Which is true, by the way. The rights that she decides that you have, by the way, requires us to change the way we commonly think of children. Liberals aren't immune to the belief that children are property. The mainstream fear-mongering over trans youth tells us that much. Yet combating the power of the parental rights movement requires an answering conviction, requires an answering conviction in the rights of children. We can see them as people. Uniquely vulnerable, yes, but nevertheless, people who have independent minds and will develop private lives of their own. And they you stop trying to control your kids. And they can when they're 18. Children are not dogs to train, but adults in formation. They will learn someday soon that the future belongs to them, that they do with that knowledge, that what they do with that knowledge matters to everyone. Children aren't private property then, but a public responsibility. A public responsibility. To expand our democratic project to children is to grant them the security the right seeks to deny them. Education, health care, shelter, food, a better America begins with a child. And what she's advocating for here is that the right way to approach this in order to change the landscape of America is to indoctrinate and manipulate children to grow up thinking like they do. Yeah. And not the other way around. It's literally just she wants to be able to. She's saying to expand our democratic project to children. They're going, they're like, oh, it's a public responsibility, by but, the way, Charlie. She's saying we're going to democratically raise your children. But my thing too. is, is how long did they talk about, oh, we're not coming for your children. It's not about the children. We're adults. We just want to play dress up. Just like no one was coming for your guns. You know, we just, we just want to play dress up. Let adults be adults. Love is love. <laughs> That's not where we are right no, now. They've been coming for, for your children the whole time. And it's absolutely disgusting. And... You know, I've tried to, I've tried to be better understanding of, let's say, trans adults, um, and I've tried to be, I guess, in a libert- libertarian sense, that you're free to do what you want as long as you don't harm people and take their stuff. 
But this ideology is so corrosive. I, I feel like I'm leaning more towards taking the Matt <clears throat> Walsh route. <laughs> and yeah. And because it because I'm I feel like I'm becoming I'll say it, righteously angry at people like Sarah Jones who disgustingly admit that they want to manipulate and indoctrinate your children and mutilate them um, over your right to protect your children. This We've made it to a point in society where somehow we got to a point where people could just openly advocate for what I, what we, what is child abuse. And they get to act like they're on the moral high ground on the subject. And it's not the case. They're wrong. There's something mentally wrong with these people. They are, they are incorrect. I don't care where their feelings are on the matter. What happened to them in their lives that led them to this place. We're not going to capitulate to it because you're literally trying to abuse children. Children do require some control from the parents. You can't just let them do whatever the hell they want to do. They could do all sorts of different bodily harm to themselves. Why not let them drive a car? Why don't we just openly, I mean, might as well let them get tattoos. That's fine. You can, I mean, that's not going to change your life yeah. forever. Okay. that That's different. But where does this end? No, you, you end when it comes to physical harm in the child. The child cannot actually make a decision for the rest of their lives. That's why they're kids. That's why we have parents. That's why they live with their parents. Because kids make really dumb decisions because they're not thinking about the future like you're supposed to. It's hard enough to get adults to think about the future instead of the now. We're becoming more and more like children the further in time we go right now. <laughs> you know, that's really what's happening. She's a child. Sarah, whatever the hell her name is, is basically just an eight-year-old girl making an argument that the parents shouldn't be able to tell her what to do. Only she can write decently. She's a better manipulator than most oh, Sean. She's a manipulator kids. Okay. Yeah. They'll do it. All right, let's get the votes in. Let's clap for that, you stupid bastards. <laughs>